Hello, listeners, and welcome today to Edgeguard, the podcast where we take a closer look at games on the fringe. Uh, today, we're going to get a little uh, outside the box, aren't we, Jordan? Oh, ha ha. Ha ha ha. Get ha, it? Ha. Get it? Yeah, you're a funny, a funny Actually, fellow. Actually, pardon me. Uh, th- my name is Blake. Uh, him over there, that's Jordan. We're the hosts. That's Together. Us. Together with our combined well, powers. Well, I thought that we were going outside the box in the sense that you weren't going to introduce us. Well, no, because you, you see, that's not very friendly to new listeners that have never. That's true. You know, we always want the new listeners, and we want them to be easily onboarded. So, it's true. It's true. <laughs> so uh, today we are talking about a game by the name of Outside the Box, which box is all caps. That's why all I said caps. it like that just now. It's kind of a fun <laughs> little touch I did there. <laughs> you like that one? That was a nice touch. <laughs> Uh, this is a game by Icy Lava, uh, mm-hmm. and that's that's who is credited with this game. It's, I know. Uh, I I actually did some snooping to try and figure out who what the real given name of Icy Lava is. You know, I don't want to assume it could be Icy Lava, but it seems unlikely. Uh, <laughs> but no, not on their their homepage, their Ludumdara page, or their Twitter do they have uh, a name listed. So, Icy Lava, it is. Damn. Uh, the 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 icy lava remains a mystery you know <laughs> yeah they're a so this was a game designed for uh, ludumdara 45 and icy lava uh is it looks like a veteran of ludumdara they go all the way back to 29 so wow they've done it looks like they haven't done everyone in that space but they've done yeah aren't there like three the, every year or something yeah so they've done a few and yeah impressive so they've been making they make been making uh, game jam games for a minute, so there you go. Um, a do we know what the, do we know what the uh, the oh, the theme for Little Dara this this for forty five uh, was yeah start the theme with was nothing start with nothing yeah so this game has a interesting take on that which is uh, so it's a game where you it's a very simple puzzle game where you control a box and you can move the box in four directions. Uh, up, down, left, and right, and you can only move all the way, right? So if you move left, you'll go all the way till you hit an obstacle, a wall. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so you have to figure out uh, how to navigate the levels by only being able to move um, all or nothing in one direction at a time. Uh, and then you have to get outside of the box that you're in. And, uh, yep. and so it start, it's kind of start with nothing, I guess, in the sense that, you know, the very first level, you're just a box and there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also like it's it's a super minimalist game so it's kind of yeah I mean I think probably also start from I think I think a lot of times with game jams uh, it's at least intuitively something that I've uh, assumed happens a lot is that uh, people sort of uh, look at the the theme and sort of pick up an old prototype that they've you know maybe done a little bit of work on and use that as a starting oh, point sure. and try and kind of give it a twist or theme. something so it fits yeah yeah just to just to have some kind of starting point because uh you know two game two days or a week is not very long time to make a game so even having just like a basic working prototype can be uh super advantageous so I I assume part of that is also just like I have no ideas. I'm starting totally from scratch. <laughs> um, which, uh, if that is the case, I mean, I think this game is a pretty good achievement. It's it's short and it doesn't uh, fall super far in like doesn't get super complex. Uh, but the I think what's here is uh, well executed and the mm-hmm. the puzzles yeah. are and well uh, realized. Just say, enough yeah. a little yeah, just enough of a little challenge to make it worth playing. Yeah, and it's it's you know like many um, 
many good uh, Game Jam games, uh, it has a uh, a well realized uh, concept that could easily be extended. I, I, I you know when it comes oh, to sure. Game Jam games, I think that you get the most mileage when it's basically like a a prototype or a demonstration of a core uh, sort yes. of idea or mechanic. And uh, this yeah. game really, yeah, kind of an obvious point to make, but uh, this this game definitely falls into that category. And you could uh, you could really see a, a game like this being extended, um, you know, dozens and dozens of levels. Uh, even sure. Right now it has six, seven, something like that. Um, really, I thought there were more like ten, but maybe you're right. I don't think it's quite. Oh, I guess if we're counting, the first few, uh, yeah, that's true. The, Those first, the first few levels few you really zip fast. through because it's basically a tutorial. I sort of was thinking of the first like three or four as one level in my mind. So it's probably mm. closer to 10. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Um, well, I guess in keeping with the theme uh, of the, the Ludum Dara, we should start with nothing on this one. Uh, wow. And uh, I, 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 don't know, I don't know. The first thing I was, uh, I was really uh, struck by this game is uh, how effective the tutorial is. Uh, yeah. Super simple. I love, um, so it starts with just a box on a, you actually can't say what color box it is and what color background it is because it's variable. Yeah, uh, it'll, it'll I, so different. actually in a, in a funny little aside, you um, had some trouble starting the game because when you start the game, it's just a blank color. Yeah. And you had, you had used the color magenta. And when I opened the game, I was like, Jordan does not know what the color magenta is. <laughs> uh, but that's because for me, the first time I started up, it was purple, not magenta. Well, I was confused because the next time I opened it up, it was purple. <laughs> there you I go. Was like, Wait anyway. A <laughs> yeah, uh, so, so you start, we should, we should, I guess we should uh, state that the game plays in like a square, perfectly square window. So it yeah. doesn't fill the whole screen. So. Yeah, exactly. So you start the game and it's a solid color. Uh, and uh, wait, you, you do to, know you can press F to full screen, right? I did not know that. No. Mm, see, the Ludum Dara page is different than the itch page. It has ah. instructions on the Ludum Dara page. You can full screen, and I assume you figured out how to restart a level. I did. I did. Yeah. So Luckily, it, tell, it tells you that too. I I uh, tried opening up a menu by pressing Escape. That uh that closes the game. the game. <laughs> yeah. Classic rookie mistake. <laughs> Foolish of me. Uh-huh. very foolish you idiot <laughs> i felt like an idiot <laughs> but anyway um, so you start oh, with just this like solid color square and then you hit the enter button and it sort of zooms back to reveal uh that the square you were looking at is now sort of the 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 embodiment of the player it's another square inside of a big square with four other squares uh, all around it and to the, uh, you know, directly ab- above, directly below and to the left and right. And then you kind of, uh, you know, bounce over to one of those, smack into it and then, you know, hit up or down or whatever direction to fly off the screen. And then each time the, the square that you're on, it kind of like zooms back and that becomes the, the, the square that you control in the next screen. Um, which is kind of a cool effect. I think, uh, it can be a little bit confusing when you progress to the next level, which square on the screen is you, if you don't pay yeah, super close changes, attention. Yeah. But I mean, luckily um, none of the levels are super long and you can do one move to kind of figure out yeah. which one is you and then kind of, uh, restart the level. If, if that one move has put you in a position where you can't complete yeah. the level, which isn't super, I think there's only really like one le- uh, puzzle I can think of where, you know, if you do the wrong move, that first move, you straight up can't complete the level. 
Uh, it might be true for others, but there's one uh, yeah. in particular where it kind of like yeah, baits yeah, yeah. it out of you. Um, yeah, it might be way worth uh, talking about that. But the the thing I just wanted to uh, say before uh, continuing is the effect you describe where it zooms out and your your box uh, the level becomes the thing you control. In the next one uh, that's uh, called Mise and Abim. Uh, oh, okay. In art, yeah, that's like the effect where. Uh, uh, it's like an infinitely receding mirror uh, where it's like hmm. one, the the frame of one thing is an image in the next one and it goes on continuously and continuously. Uh, okay. There you go. There's your daily art history lesson. How do you how do you spell that? Because I know mise en place is it's, uh, it's the same except um, A-B-Y-M-E for a beam. I think I think B-Y. that means abyss. Like the idea is it extends huh. infinitely into the abyss. Huh. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. So well, there you go. Now you can, you can drop that next time you see that. Sounds smart. Oh, um, yeah. I'll, I'm, I'm sure I'll remember it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So I guess I'm. So which level were you thinking of? The one that uh, baits out the, uh, as you put it, uh, you making the incorrect move. I believe it's the second to last one where, so you, after a while, you start to encounter a few different. Uh, types of blocks so there's sort of solid blocks that you just kind of like ram into and mm-hmm. uh, you stop they stop you and then there are uh, sort of hollowed out blocks that just are a square border where when you hit into those they get pushed uh, to their extreme and you stop you kind of take their place or no you take the place of being right next to them it kind yeah. of uses the, like the point where you the space you're in at the point of contact yeah exactly sort of a perfect vision of like I don't know, Newtonian physics where you smack into it and uh, like a a curling stone or something, you stop dead in your tracks and the next block, the the motion transfers to that next block and moves along. Perfect transfer. Beautiful. Yes. Um, And then there's additionally uh, another block that gets added where it has, it's sort of the border and then it has another smaller square inside of it. So it looks kind of like a small square target. And the first time you hit those, rather than uh, your block staying where it is, uh, you get smacked backward in the other direction. Well, specifically, uh, they bounce, they get launched like the other blocks, but they hit the wall and bounce back. And yeah, then, yeah, and, and then, then they knock you. Yeah. yeah, and then they kind of smack you back in the other direction, and then you getting hit in the other direction can cause you to run Total, into yeah. other blocks, which is in the instance of this level, if you just hit right. Uh, to start the level you hit one of the target blocks it swings out comes back and knocks you into another that will block the exit for for you mm-hmm. so kind of figuring your way around the level is trying to figure out how to get to where you need to be without doing that um interaction i guess yeah i i, I like that you describe it as baiting you because it does uh because it is a sort of like really subtle but nice game design touch there that uh, you've just encountered the um, the knock blocks and this is the first time you encounter the knock back blocks I think um, and it's not is it not no it's the second or third time oh damn okay yeah. well it's still pretty good unless we're uh, thinking about different levels but just that you be. you know you want to uh, hit them because you're you've experienced the hitting of the blocks but if you just yeah. go right for it it, uh, it is wrong and quickly teaches you uh don't do that. <laughs> That's the wrong yeah. move. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think part of the way that it baits you into it is that uh, it uh, makes running into them feel good in a in a really interesting it way. It is, so I think, yeah. It's so simple, but it does feel kind of satisfying, that little clunk. Yeah, I, I so I wanted to talk a little bit about how well this game uh, sells the physicality of blocks smacking into each other. Yeah, uh, with such it's a, literally like monocolor, two-dimensional exactly. it's blocks. A, it's like a totally abstracted art style. Um, and it, I think, um, people sort of tend to discount how much an ab- abstracted art style, uh, is, it makes it harder to, uh, make the player feel like they're really embodying the, the, the avatar within the game. Right. Because if you have like a human character running around and they, you know, have a certain measure of looking and moving like a real human, that can obviously, uh, be a an effective way to like really sell uh or investment in the player like this is me this is who i am controlling it's something that looks like me uh or and even uh to a different extent when you have you know uh, some sort of stylized character even like 2d games like mario having it be like this little expressive guy makes it it feels fun because it's like oh this is a little colorful guy jumping around and jumping on mushroom people for some reason uh and so <laughs> to sort of uh have just like squares smacking into each other and make it feel uh like tactile and also like fun uh in in a puzzle game especially i feel like it's quite an achievement for a game that's made in 48 hours you know yeah i i found so the the this is jumping ahead a little bit but the um some of the later levels uh you you might have to especially the very last level specifically you have uh-huh. to kind of play with it a few times in order to get a feel for what you need to do and uh, as you retry it uh multiple times you you know you figure out the first few moves you need to do uh quite mm-hmm. uh like you get them down pretty well like i almost had the motions just memorized for those first like three or four blocks you have to move and i uh it's just really satisfying to be able to like just just hit those uh hit those blocks really quick and it's like this is i'm moving a square around yeah (laughs) well i mean i i wanted to uh sort of uh get into the particulars of how they sort of sell that like i i I sort of said the phrase like they sell the physicality of it because Mm. part of it is emulating like the physical interaction of little squares that makes it feel uh, you know, more uh, real or more uh, interesting to engage with, I guess. Hmm, uh, so yeah. probably the most obvious one is the way that the 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 screen sort of nudges around. So as you uh, zip over, you kind of smack the wall and the screen kind of like keeps moving for a moment. So it, it really sells the like, oh, I just yeah, hit this wall impact. and I've, I'm stuck yeah. dead in my tracks. Um, and then... Of course, you know, you know, it's Blake. So I, I got to do it to him. Can you guess what I'm going to call out next, Jordan? Um, screen shake? No, uh, no. Uh, the sound design. Uh, oh, the, the sound effects uh, really sell it because they don't only have sound effects when you uh, engage or when you like sort of engage a slide and when you smack. But they also have this sort of like whip sound, like as the block sort of whips from one position to another. So it's kind of like a yeah yeah uh and you know i'm a i'm a i'm a fool for that sound design man it's it's yeah. good i think of and it I've, as more of a fump but you know i get your, you know a call it what you close want. to but <laughs> uh but yeah i think it's uh like 
really effective sound design and uh, small touches. I mean, uh, you know, the, the, the term juice is sort of used to death, uh, but I think it's worth uh, mentioning here because uh, even in a puzzle game that's not yeah, about action and think, is yeah. totally like an abstract concept, uh, you know, the these little touches of uh, adding subtle motion and and sound uh, sell the impact in a way that, uh, yeah. I don't know, really, really worked for me and, yeah. uh, you know, made me. Yeah, like, it's oh, one of those nice things. Job, I was game. talking to a, a friend of mine the other day uh, that he was just like, um, he had played, so he works, uh, he's a professor of game design now, and so he sometimes, like, gets roped into doing, like, university game things or he's trying to design game things. And he's like, you know, it's hard to quantify, but you can tell when someone who, like, doesn't know anything about games has been involved in like the production of a game. Cause there's just stuff that oh, just, sure. fe- just feels wrong. Uh-huh. Uh, and he's like, it's like the equivalent of like, you know, someone who reads a lot of novels. If you read someone's first novel, it's just, it just sounds a little off. It's yeah, just like, sure. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, I, I never really realized until I started doing these like, like university games. It's like, there's just like some really subtle game design things that like, it, unless you play a lot of video games, you might not even notice their absence. But he's like, mm. it just it just feels wrong, and I think that uh, this is a great a great uh, illustration of how those like little little subtle touches can make a big difference. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's uh, obviously as you uh, practice things, uh, you get better. But I think part of the magic uh, of any uh, artistic medium is uh, uh, understanding the uh, the tangible mechanics of. Uh, creating feelings that before you just felt sort of intuitively like uh, part of the magic of film is that you don't have to uh, understand how editing works or how cinematography works or how blocking works to see images and have them make you feel things. Uh, (laughs) And in fact, many, maybe most I had to explain to me. (laughs) I felt nothing. Yeah. I mean, I know you're joking, but I mean, (laughs) you're derailing my point. So I'm I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, but I mean like, uh, you know, some people, oh, God damn it. Now I've lost it. Jordan, you, you ruined my train of thought. Well, you, were, you were talking about how in, in film, you don't need to know the mechanics of uh, yeah. filmmaking in order to experience the intended effect. Yeah. And you, and you get a, you get a similar thing that happens with, uh, you know, student filmmakers or sort of amateur filmmakers where they just don't have as strong a grasp on things. And, uh, because they don't understand, uh, you know, the particulars of how to make, uh, a particular feeling or how to elicit a certain feeling, uh, you know, it can kind of be left out and feel really weird. Even if other parts of the film are, are like really well done, like the writing, for example, uh, you know, you can have really well written, uh, you know, film with a great story that, uh, just feels totally off because, uh, you don't have the right people uh, working visually to make it coherent and sort of make it make sense to your brain. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's totally true. Um, yeah. I mean uh, the, the there's, it's like, it's almost like this, the equivalent of um, in video games, like, you know, like a poorly designed UI, it just like, you know, interacting with it just doesn't feel right. Uh, but, uh-huh. but a well-designed game it's uh feels good yeah absolutely um so uh what else did i want to talk about so you um you described uh to me the the final level of this game as being a bit of a bait and switch i'm curious what you what you meant by that am i remembering what you said correctly uh yeah well 
I think that based on what you said about the final level, I may have uh, found uh, an uh, exploit or a non-intentional solution, which is that you can finish the level in like four moves. What? (laughs) Yeah. No, that's not how I solved it. Mine takes like 30 moves. Yeah. I heard you talking about like moving all the blocks around and I was like, I didn't do any of that. I saw that and I was like, wow, that looks confusing. And then I looked. So if you, I think that this is the exact sequence of moves you can do to uh, finish it. Uh, Down, left, up, right, up, right, up. If I'm down, I'm trying to remember up, right, up, right. Where do you go out? Do you go out the top? Out the top. Oh, weird. Uh-huh. And you can go out. So you don't move any of the blocks into the you don't weird move hallway a the single side? One, you don't even touch those blocks over there on the right. So you what? just, uh, there's there's like the one block that's like right in front of you when you start. So you go down, then to the left, then up, and then you hit into the side of that block. And then you go up into the, the next block that sort of uh, stops you for, in the middle of the, the next area. And then you go straight over to the right uh, so sort of on the wall that's right parallel to where you're supposed to be like putting. Oh, all those so the one blocks. that's like all above the rest of the blocks, you you run into that one. Yeah. Oh, and weird. then go over to the right and up and you win. Yeah, Dude, I kind what of the I shit at first. I thought it was on purpose as a way to kind of be like, haha, you thought this was all complicated because it's the last level. But actually, it's really simple and not as uh, difficult as the other one. But now I'm thinking that maybe uh, it was not supposed to uh, be a, an actual solution. Uh, now I'm really level. curious because it's interesting either way that it's it's either, you know, it's either a uh, intended uh, second solution or an unintended emergent solution, uh, either of which would be interesting. And I'm I'm now very curious. Uh, yeah, now I am, too. Uh but yeah, yeah that is the, the you really have to you have to like think several moves ahead in the actual like so when you were like you're like none of them were really especially tricky i was like none of them <laughs> the well, i la- thought that i thought the one right before the last was uh was a little bit tricky for me um it didn't take me super long but um yeah i definitely found the last me. one trickier than the second to last the second to last is the one where you have to go out the left right and there's like the you go at the the top, I believe. Uh, I'm thinking of a different one then. Uh, um, apparently, you are. Um, oh, that one, that one. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I don't know. I didn't find that one that hard. You know, just actually. And another one that I found uh, difficult was um, this one where there are sort of two of the sliding blocks, and you're in the middle of the room, yes, kind of between I, them. That one took me a minute. That one was. Tricky. Yeah, that one was definitely the first one where I was like, in oh, part because shit. I was just overthinking it. Uh, it turned out to be a little simpler than I than I thought. Um, but yeah, that one was that one was straight. I mean, the thing that these, uh, you know, I wish it's a little hard to describe uh, to the listeners abstractly, but I think, um, you know, this is a like many great uh, uh, puzzle games. Um, it is, uh, you know, the deceptively complex. A lot of the levels, you know, like there's only four moves, and and besides that, there's only like two or three kinds of block. Uh, but you can you can make uh, you know surprisingly complex puzzles out of that um which uh which i really liked and really was impressed with um yeah i mean i think like you said i think this uh game has a lot of uh potential uh mileage for um you know expansion uh yeah, dude it could be a phone game <laughs> i'd play this but, on my phone oh yeah absolutely just swipe around if were, yeah if there were like 50 you know 50 levels or something i mean that'd be maybe a I don't know how many 
it would be reasonable. But some larger number of levels, it would be a totally great fun game. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so while we've been talking, I've been working my way back through the game to get to the last level so I can tell you the actual exact sequence of how to beat it. You ready? Yeah. Okay, down, left, up, right, up, right, up. And that's it to beat the whole last level. That absolutely disgusts me. I'm actually... <laughs> You know, I yeah, feel wait, pretty wait. good about that. Are you trying to get back there no, now no, no. too? I, I shouldn't have I wanted said anything. to see if, if that one appeared on the trailer because a bunch of the no, it doesn't. Appeared. I checked because I oh, would have okay. just been that able to been see it again because that's how I figured it out. the The first place was just looking at it. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I kind of like either way that either you you know go through the quote unquote intended solution and and you know find this tricky puzzle out, or you just kind of like have uh you know like me just so uh so thoroughly grokked the the game's uh you know mechanics that you can just look at it and map it all out and do it in five moves you know <laughs> it's really you know it's quite phenomenal i found a I'm screenshot of, of the of the final level uh and i i'm looking at it and holy shit it looks <laughs> and it, it is it is a level it is you know um another great thing about uh, a really good puzzle game is um as you become more um like acclimated to the mechanics uh -huh. you start to be able to like kind of abstractly see the solution uh, yeah yeah uh, and i i'm looking at it now and wow that looks so obvious literally down left up right up right up yeah wow yeah that's you disgusting know? i'm <laughs> well i mean i think i i saw all those blocks over there i'm like wow that looks complicated uh what if i just look at this for a second <laughs> and i'm like wait a second <laughs> i can just do this wait wait wait, wait. so what, couldn't you go down, left, up, right, up, and then when you're... Because you hit that block, in the floaty block, right? Uh, up, why don't you just go left at that point? There's another exit. Uh, they're the same amount of moves, aren't they? Or is left... Is there an exit straight out the left? Straight out the left rather than left up. Oh, well. All right, well, I went right. <laughs> Even up. your exploit, I could do better. No, just kidding. Um, it's fine. Wow, that's... Huh, I wonder... The degree to which that is intended, I'm very curious. Because in the in the demo, there's two demo videos, a trailer and then a demo video. And in the demo video, it shows the block sticking them in the hallway to the right. Uh, uh -huh. So that makes it seem like that's the you know the canonical solution. Sure, um, but maybe maybe you found the one that if this was on Steam, you'd get an achievement for. Yeah, I'm I'm curious because uh, you know a lot of times with puzzle games, as a person who's designed a puzzle game, you sometimes you have this like really interesting complicated clockwork solution that yeah. you're like ah this is the intended solution and then someone comes up and does some dumb shit and clears it in like two seconds and you're like fuck that guy <laughs> you just get so mad you're like you're like oh my god i spent so long making this like cool puzzle where you're supposed to figure something out and then this guy just did some other shit that totally worked yeah um and it can be kind of infuriating but then there are other times where you're like Oh well, this the the puzzle is kind of meant to work this way, but uh, you know, you you, you know swap in uh, you know the this ending bit for this ending bit, and they fi finish it a little bit differently, but it still is cool, and they still figured something out, right? Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I felt kind of like I had I had cheated the game on that one by completing it that way. Also, this is a game jam game, so those kind of things slip through because you don't yeah, really have time literally to literally like, forty eight hours. Yeah, you don't really have time to like have people play test your game that much yeah 
And um, in, in many ways, the 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 game jam itself is the play test, right? You release it on Ludum Dahara and a bunch of strangers on the internet. <laughs> a bunch of yeah. play it, podcast it, post about it on yeah itchio comment threads. Absolutely. I mean, the fact that uh, it's only the last puzzle out of you know ten levels or whatever that feels like there's even a sort of quote unquote uh, you know cheat solution. Whereas the rest yeah, of the game feels like yeah. it really teaches you and uh, introduces you to things organically and in a and in a engaging way. I mean, I think that's a, a pretty solid testament to the game, uh, in and of itself. Um, yeah, definitely, I, definitely. I, I also I also did want to shout another fun detail, which is kind of silly, but uh, that uh, every level has like two color palettes. So when you reset the level, rather than it just like you know the screen wiping or it just like totally reloading the screen. Uh, it does the same thing it does on a level transition mm-hmm. where it zooms way out. Uh, but yeah. then you are it, rather than transitioning to the next level, you're in the same level, but with the colors kind of inverted palette yeah. swapped. Yeah. yeah so sort the, of in, yeah, inverted at first I found that like kind of confusing, but then I, I don't know, you kind of get, I mean, once you're familiar with a level, your eyes, like, yeah. your eyes are not tracing the, uh, the like actual colors. They're just tracing the, like the contrast between them. So you, you can adjust really quickly. Um, yeah. And yeah, I thought that was a, another just nice touch. Um, yeah. I think cool. this is a, a game of, of many nice touches. I think as far as game jam games, this is kind of like the kind of game jam games that I think end up being my most favorite are ones where, you yeah. know, it takes 15 minutes to play, but what's there is all really good and thoroughly thought out. Cause I think those are the hardest things to do in a limited period of time. At least like for me, I think I would never do a puzzle game in a game jam because designing puzzles is, puzzles is hard as hell and yeah, it takes seriously. so much mental energy that I have no interest in trying to force my brain into, you know, <laughs> making interesting puzzles in uh, maybe at all. I think maybe I've just accepted that I don't have puzzle game uh, designer brain, uh, but also uh, that doing You're it in a, a super short amount of time sounds uh, mentally exhausting. You know, I'm not fucking Jonathan Blow. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like you you have to have a really perverse mind in order. You know, there has to be something a little bit crazy about you in order to like, <laughs> designing puzzles. <laughs> Everyone who's ever made a puzzle game is at least a little bit crazy. You've heard a it little here. bit insane. Um, I, you know, I'll, I'll, all the puzzle devi- designers that come to mind immediately, the the rule holds true. So. No, just kidding. That's not 100% true. Uh, I, I, oh, oh, um, before we finish, another thing that uh, I this game sort of reminded me of uh, Thomas Was Alone. Oh, uh, sure. Did you ever play that by um, uh, Mike Bithell? I uh, didn't finish Thomas Was Alone, I didn't but I have either, played some of it. Yeah, it's but, sort of another one where it's like, I mean, literally you play as a square or different sure. shapes, I think, and then it it. Yeah. Like, it uh, is a puzzle game that deepens in complexity the further you go. Uh, yeah, turns out there's a lot you can do with a literally just a square. Uh, you don't yeah, need. I mean, you don't need an avatar. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, part of something I, I thought about a little bit while I was playing this game is um, how much. Uh, I mean, it's kind of been a conversation recently with so much, uh, you know, actual real world gun violence happening uh, in our lives. Uh, I've sort of in the Indian sort of more uh, artsy gaming spaces. I've been seeing a lot more talk about like, what's an interesting game that I can make without violence. What are action games we can have that uh, where the action isn't enacting violence upon other things. And, you know, part of the solution is like, Oh, abstract away the violence 
uh, into you know uh, shapes and and colors and super which hot. is not not even super hot. <laughs> I'm I'm talking like something. Yeah, I'm talking about something like even more abstract, mm. where it's like not even you know things that look like humans. You know, something like squares. Sure. Um, I don't know, but, dude. I think there's a surprising amount of aggression in the way you bump those uh, mobile squares in this game. It, it kind of is. And that's that's <laughs> part of what I was going to say is that oh, okay. uh, one of the arguments I've seen against like, oh, well, we can like extract away violence into, oh, now things are just like abstract shapes. And it's like, well, yeah, but there's still shapes enacting violence on one another. In if you yeah. really think about it, it's, it's still like, wh- which one shape shooting another most... shape to blow it up. Yeah. What's the, the, the thing that is the, the representation of violence for you? Is it literally what it, the, it's skin? as or is it like the 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 sort of like logic of the action itself like the impact of two bodies or and or the you know projectiles that explode other things yeah yeah i mean it's it's just something i'm interested in seeing the development of as as more people are being thoughtful of uh and trying to come up with ways to make uh you know action games that uh feel uh fun and exciting to play but that aren't necessarily based around uh you know uh hurting other things on the screen or you know dealing damage to other things on the screen it's something i'm I'm kind of hopeful for i think that there's a lot of uh hopefully untapped uh space and potential in in games for for those kinds of games so yeah i i think about it in similar terms that the the you know my 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 qualm with the preponderance of shooting games is is not a like moral one in the sense that you know obviously it's been well established that it's not true that you know playing a shooter game makes you a shooter but that it just is such a it's such a kind of like uh hypertrophied uh element of game design that yeah i agree that it seems like there's so much more uh yeah, so by, the, the range by, of mechanics that have not been explored because uh, exactly shooting is such an overwhelmingly dominant mechanic. Uh, yeah, is fast. totally awesome. Well, with that, I think w- I've covered everything I wanted to say about um, about outside the box. Did you have any other final? I know uh, that was uh, that was everything I had as well. Um, so we can announce our game for next week. Uh, next week, we'll be returning to a creator that has been featured on the podcast before, uh, like a year and a half ago. Uh, that is I think Space. It was two years ago. This was an early, early episode. Full two years now. Whack, dude. Uh, that is the creator who goes by the username Space Backyard. Uh, Creators, and- I believe. I think there were two or three of them. Oh, are they a team that actually sound? I think yes, so. Yes, yes. Based they out of Italy, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. There's three of them. I'm looking at their Twitter. Um, uh, so uh, Space Backyard created like Roots in the Soil, which you'll remember um, was a game that uh, was a kind of like a narrative game about uh, like a post-apocalyptic world. Um, this is a game called uh, Bird of Passage, uh, and it is a game about... Uh, a taking a night ride across Tokyo, uh, searching for your home with the help of a stranger. Um, so uh, it's another uh, narrative heavy game uh, that we'll be playing next week. Um, if you want to play along uh, uh, and get a link to the to the game before we play it, uh, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at EdgeGuardCast. Uh, we tweet out uh, new episodes on Sunday, and then whenever we do that. Uh, in a comment to that tweet will include a link to the game for the next week. So uh, if you just want to get, uh, see the, get a credit for the creator, or if you want to play the game yourself, 
Uh, you can find that there. Uh, also, uh, it's a it's a good follow. It's a good time if you want to get uh, news about um, the podcast. Sometimes we tweet about general indie game news as well. Uh, if you want to uh, tweet a game recommendation at us as well, we're also totally open for that. So uh, follow us uh, at EdgeGuardCast. Uh, shoot us a tweet, and uh, we will talk to you next time.